Welcome to your next episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Well, current events often dictate the topics for discussion, and there's a lot going on in the world. As I don't think it is of great value to have individuals, groups, or a population frozen in fear or driven into apathy, it is probably useful to have this week's topic address the dangerous environment and what one can do about it, so such as addressed in a spirited and alert manner. This would tend to bring about more productivity and morale and thus resolutions to some of the problems we may be facing today. The key to resolutions of any problem lies in perception and truth. Have you ever tried to solve a problem with wrong data or lies? Perhaps you see a situation in your company, productivity is down, perhaps income is down, Let's say you're looking at an income situation, and so naturally, you start looking into your outflow. You start looking into what are you doing in the way of promotion? What are you doing in the way of contacts with individuals, interviews with individuals? Starting to look at some of these important sub-statistics, sub-products that would lead to greater income. And everything looks fine you see that the outflow is actually rising. The number of interviews are increasing. You can pretty much do your nut trying to figure out what's going on until you discover sooner or later that those statistics are actually false. They don't present a true picture. In other words, there's some sort of misperception about what was going on. I want you to notice that the resolution of the problem, now it's capable of being resolved. You can now notice that all this promotion that you had been printing uh, was taken to the dumpster and not actually taken to the post office. Maybe somebody was pocketing the mail money. The sales individuals were covering their tracks by claiming a bunch of contacts and interviews that did not actually occur. You see these things in the statistics and you think all is going well. The way you start to resolve these problems is through looking. It's through inspection. In other words, statistics won't always, as they can be falsified, do not necessarily present truth. And if there's an expression, if there was ever a true expression about truth, it's that the truth will set you free. It's quite interesting that if you observe within yourself or others, uh, the discovery of truth, even if the truth happens to be Bad news, let's say, for instance, uh, a spouse, a wife, has attention on the fact that her husband isn't coming home on time quite often, starts to pick up that there might be something wrong, that there might be some sort of illicit affair going on, and questions her husband about it and asks about it and, you know, of course, gets reassuring answers and how much he loves her. And then one day, perhaps he comes to her and says, look, I have to be truthful and tells her the truth about what's been going on. Of course, truth can be very upsetting, but nonetheless, it is freeing. Even hearing truth that is not necessarily happy news, just the fact of that being true 
and validating often the, the perceptions and knowingness that one has, has a, actually a very stabilizing effect. You're confused. You're digging in on your company. You're trying to understand what's going on. You're trying to uh, get to the bottom of things. In other words, try to establish truth. Perhaps you find all too commonly there's been a situation of embezzlement or betrayal of some sort or false production or false statistics. Yeah, these aren't very happy things to learn about, but learning about them tends to end the uncertainties, the confusions, and suddenly there is some sort of stability and certainly there's a starting point, a place from which you can now proceed to take constructive, productive action. Now, while this Obviously, these examples show the effectiveness of this approach in handling one's relationships or one's company. It is not that dissimilar when dealing with larger dynamics, if you will, larger factors, including a society or a culture. The civilization around one can often seem to be filled with nothing but bad news and Looking at it, one can ask, what can I do about this? How can I start to put some sort of cause into this situation to make it a better scene? It seems very overwhelming. It's very large. We're looking at cities and countries and a planet. Well, the same fundamentals apply. It's up to every one of us, every individual, to take part in the solution to the problem. And that starts, like everything else starts, with establishing truth. So I'm going to read you now an article from Mr. Hubbard from the 10th of December, 1963, where he talks about this dangerous environment and what one can do about it. And here's some truth. He's referring here, of course, to uh, disturbing elements, bad news, and this sort of thing in the media. And so here we go. Quote, These disturbing elements are the merchants of chaos. They deal in confusion and upset. Their daily bread is made by creating chaos. If chaos were to lessen, so would their incomes. The politician the reporter, the medico, the drug manufacturer, the militarist and arms manufacturer, the police and the undertaker, to name the leaders of the list, fatten only upon the, quote, dangerous environment, end quote. Even individuals and family members can be merchants of chaos. So at this point, I'd like to take a little break to tell you, of course, we are addressing a cultural situation today, perhaps, but don't forget that the merchants of chaos can exist within your own group or on the perimeter of your own group, and so do take this material to heart with regards to your own group or setup. Anyway, to continue with the reference, Mr. Hopper goes on to say this, it is to their interest to make the environment seem as threatening as possible, for only then can they profit. Their incomes, force, and power rise in direct ratio to the amount of threat they can inject into the surroundings of the people. 
With that threat, they can extort revenue, appropriations, heighten circulations, and recompense without question. These are the merchants of chaos. If they did not generate it and buy and sell it, they would, they suppose, be poor. For instance, we speak loosely of, quote, good press, end quote. Is there any such thing today? Look over a newspaper. Is there anything good on the front page? Rather, there is murder and sudden death, disagreement and catastrophe. And even that, bad as it is, is sensationalized to make it seem worse. Boy, isn't that true? You, you, you can't, especially now with the internet and news feeds and so forth, it seems like individuals who go to the ends of the earth, these merchants of chaos will go to the ends of the earth to find the worst news possible, the most gruesome deaths possible, and just throw it in front of your face. Like, that's really information you need to know. Somebody just beheaded a fellow student in a school bus in Winnipeg, Manitoba. What do you care about Winnipeg, Manitoba? But boy, what a great picture that gives you. I actually read that article while I was sitting in a hotel in Tampa, Florida. I'm getting news about Winnipeg, school children beheading each other in a school bus. Back to the article from Mr. Hubbard, he says, this is the cold-blooded manufacture of a dangerous environment. People do not need this news, and if they did, they need the facts, not the upset. But if you hit a person hard enough, he can be made to give up money. That's the basic formula of extortion. That's the way papers are sold. The impact makes them stick. A paper has to have chaos and confusion. A, quote, news story, end quote, has to have, quote, conflict, end quote, they say. So there is no good press. There is only bad press about everything. To yearn for, quote, good press, end quote, is foolhardy in a society where the merchants of chaos reign. And then he goes on to say later in the article, as truth goes forward, lies die. The slaughter of lies is an act that takes bread from the mouth of a chaos merchant. Unless he can lie with wild abandon about how bad it all is, he thinks he will starve. The world simply must not be a better place, according to the chaos merchant. If people were less disturbed, less beaten down by their environments, there would be no new appropriations for police and armies and big rockets, and there'd be not even pennies for a screaming, sensational press. So long as politicians move upward on scandal, police get more pay for more crime, medicos get fatter on more sickness, there will be merchants of chaos. They're paid for it. L. Ron Hubbard. So there's some truth for you, that the lies and the chaos serves somebody, either financially, power, the greater the disturbance as far as the merchants of chaos are concerned, the better off, the more secure they will be in their sick minds. What is your weapon in that scenario? Truth. But truth only comes about through perception. 
confronted with lies on every hand. How do you cut through all that? How do you find the truth? It starts with looking, inspecting, seeking truth. That's where it begins. It begins with perception and another very valuable word, awareness. If you're not aware of it, the truth is not yours. And of course, if you look at the various strategies in society today, every single one of them seems to be directed towards unawareness, whether it's the media, the internet, TV, uh, senseless movies and books that lull one into an unawareness, drugs, alcohol. On every hand, you seem to be directed into something that will make you less aware, not more aware. Let's look at Mr. Hubbard's definition of awareness from a lecture of the 16th of November, 1956. Awareness, the ability to perceive the existence of, a capability of confrontingness. That which one can confront is that of which one can be aware. Thus we see that awareness is preceded by one other factor, confrontingness, the ability to confront. So now Mr. Hubbard's definition of confront from an article of 11 March 1959 with an example from 4 January 1973, he says, to face, confront, to face without flinching or avoiding and thus to be able to be aware. And here's the example. To be happy, one only must be able to confront which is to say, experience those things that are. L. Ron Hubbard. So look at whether the circumstances that you are baffled by or upset by are of a national or international scope or a local level or within your own company or within your own family. Understand that the resolution begins with confront, looking, perception, gaining awareness of. You can become cause over anything for which you can establish truth. And boy, will you feel brighter about it. If it's a national crisis, you're going to be fed information from all over. Have the confront and willingness to perceive to dig in and get the truth, and that will start to put you on the road to cause. It doesn't matter what those circumstances are, whether it's a pandemic, uh, a hurricane, earthquakes, war, conflict, crime. You don't have to listen to all the propaganda and lies they're being fed to enhance or perhaps a better word would be to foment or create disturbance or chaos. Keep seeking. Seek and ye shall find. Keep confronting. Whether it's your downtrending income, your lack of new customers, the crazy 
contrary information of making lots of money but having nothing to spend and going broke, which often indicates crime and embezzlement, unfortunately, which takes a lot to confront, or whether it's trying to establish the truth of a, an epidemic. You know, what are the factors? What causes this? What are the repercussions of this? What is the truth? And if you are willing to look, willing to confront, willing to perceive, you will find it. There is actually quite a bit of technology on discovering truth. And Mr. Hubbard wrote a tremendous amount of material on that, how to do an inspection, how to do an investigation, how to find the truth. He was probably one of the greatest researchers and finders of truth we have ever known. But it starts with confront and perception and increasing awareness. You can, you can go a long way with that. And perhaps in some future podcasts, we'll outline some of the techniques for it. You can obviously do your own research if you have Mr. Hubbard's writings. There's a series called the Data Series, which is his precise write-up on how to think and look. So if you get a chance to study that in the green volumes, the famous green volumes, then go ahead and do that. But in the meanwhile, I invite you to look, to confront, to perceive, and sooner or later, you're going to get to the bottom of things, large or small scale, and make a difference. If enough of us do this in society, society will calm down. And there's nothing wrong with looking. There's nothing wrong with perceiving. Well, I hope this podcast has been useful for you in these interesting times. Take this information and apply it. If you have any questions or you want to write us, write info at wiseeastus.org and we will do our best to handle all your questions. We certainly enjoy your feedback and comments. They've been very, very positive so far, and uh, we appreciate them. Talk to you next week.